Hello, welcome to Women Beyond a Certain Age. I have a very dear friend on the show today named Jenny Field from Pastry Chef Online. You may know Jenny from blogging, from her videos, from being at, from speaking at food conferences. That's how I know her. And in our year of pandemic, why I wanted, she's laughing. You guys can't see any place. In the year of a pandemic, where have we could, as you don't think things can get any worse, but Jenny has had so many, I, I, I knew the stress test, you would check every box. The muscles are so tight. They're so tight. <laughs> so my dear friend, hello, Jenny. Hi, Denise. Thank you for having me on. We're thrilled. Thank you. I just want people to, what I wanted to talk to Jenny about, and we'll all, as always, Miss Cindy will have all Jenny's information on our page and on the website. Jenny does cooking videos, and they are wonderful cooking videos. And I had noticed that she'd shut, not been doing any for a couple of months. And when I questioned her, she was so honest, she said, I have enough. <laughs> it's like enough in the moment. So I want you to explain, Jenny, that your mother, your mother fell. She did. She fell in her kitchen on January 8th, a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> and, and honey, you're the remaining child of your mother. Yes. So all of it falls on you. And all I know is, as we all you know, you're much younger than I am, but as we all start to age, as we mature, everybody's gonna deal with a sick or hurt parent or the only parent that's left, a single parent, yikes. So on January 8th, when, I mean, it's not like it was the most uplifting time in our lives, <laughs> your life, Tell, walk us through it a little bit, if you don't mind. It's very personal, and I appreciate you sharing this information. Well, I think it's important because as our parents age, a fall goes from, oh, listen to what I did, I fell, ha, 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 to a literally life-changing event, not only for the person who fell, but for the whole family and that whole, you know, that whole system that they're a part of because everything changes, you know? Um, my mom had what, one of those help me I fall in and can't get up buttons that we made them get back when my dad was ill and he wore it, but mom said, well, I have it. I don't need to wear it. And of course, all of her neighbors had told her 4,000 times, wear the damn button, Jane. And I was like, wear the damn button. And um, she had it safe on her nightstand, which is far from the kitchen. She could not get to the button. She had left her cell phone in the other room, could not get to the cell phone. I had just talked to her like two hours before this happened. So I didn't call her again until the next afternoon, um, left a message and I had told her, you know, she did understand that because she is old, it is her job to call me back as soon as possible. So I know she's not like dead or something. Of course. Of so course. she the didn't call me back. Our role reversals with our parents as we all. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, but it's, it's a real thing, you know, and I start feeling this sort of sense of responsibility, checking in on her every day to make sure she's good, especially during the pandemic. 
Um, so I called her in the afternoon and then I called early evening and left another message and then called an hour later and said, okay, this does not feel right. I texted her neighbor and said, please go down and check on her. And then I was like waiting and waiting for somebody to call me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what's happening? So finally I heard that, yes, she had fallen and 911 was coming and oh my God. the neighbors had come and, and walked the dog. The little dog had been inside with mom. You know, mom was on the floor for 27 hours before they found her. Oh, Jenny. Um, so it was a lot, you know, it was a lot. Um, just said so, a great tip though. You have your mother's neighbors, phone numbers or texts. This is huge. This is huge. Yeah, it's, it's so important, especially when they live alone. And now of course she's wearing the button around her neck 24 hours a day. So I'm like, you know, barn door, meet my mom running across the field because she wouldn't wear it until it was too late, but at least she has it on now. Um, she actually rang it a couple of days ago by accident and they just showed up at her house to okay. make sure it was okay. So we know the button works. Jenny, that's a long time. She must have been cold and hungry and disoriented for 20 Well, she tells this story like surviving a night in the desert. She was like, I was able to pull myself across the kitchen floor with my arms and get into the entryway and I pulled the rug over myself to stay warm. I was like, oh, mother, oh my God. Honey, <laughs> you know what? God bless her and I'm glad. I'm glad like, and I made it. I'm like, yeah, you did. Good job, mom. <laughs> and I'm glad you're laughing about it, Jenny, because I know you're not laughing at this situation. Oh, no. At some point, if you can't laugh about it, do you know what I mean? You will, it'll kill you, honestly. When my mother, I, I, I know I've told you this, my mother had dement dementia. Yes, it was Alzheimer's. Anyway, it, it doesn't matter what they call it. The last three years of her life, she didn't know who she was, okay, most of the time. And this was so difficult. I'm so grateful I had two sisters to help me. Um, but I have to tell you, and this is totally inappropriate, but this is in the very end of my mother's life. It, it just, you know, and she was in very, we put her in a special Alzheimer unit. I mean, we did the best we could with everything. It was not a financial issue. It was all about her getting some sort of care. And, but she, what, and you know, you have so many feelings. My oldest sister kept saying, well, if mother wakes up from this, and I remember thinking, you're supposed to be the smart one. You know what I mean? <laughs> Slap out of it. <laughs> Slap my mother wasn't coming out of it, but once in a while, out of nowhere, my mother would not know where she was or she wouldn't know where she was. And my oldest sister would also say to her, oh, come on, poopy pants, snap out of it. And we would laugh so hard until we cried because it was just such, it was like being on a foreign planet that all of a sudden my beautiful together mother, you know what I mean? And you have to navigate this new normal thing which feels so abnormal and the role reversal is really it's stark you know now i need to say this besides that and we're going to come back to this and i'm so glad because you're going to give us an update on your mom in the midst of all this so we have the election thank god at least that went well we had the pandemic and then didn't your husband also change jobs he did he changed <laughs> 
Hooray! So, like, um, he started a new job in January of last year. So, right before, before the pandemic. And, um, but, you know, that was just another thing. And it turned out it's a, it's a fantastic job. He, it's a wonderful fit for him. And he loves it. But still, you know, change is change. And it's stressful. And it's just one more thing, you know? And honey, how, you know, we all handle things differently. Now I need to tell people, because Jenny says this publicly, Jenny calls her husband the beloved. And let me tell you something, I've met him. I've seen him in action. They, <laughs> no, he's a darling. He's just a darling. And they are a great team. But Jen, Jenny, all of this, what you're talking to me about, and you have... I know teaching your videos and stuff for you has been a release. And so, do you know what I mean? And I know you'll get back to it. Yeah, I'm sure that I will. I did pivot for a while after, after George Floyd's murder. I was like, I just can't be baking cupcakes I know. anymore. I need to talk about some like Seriously. real hard stuff. Yeah. Just, you know, as a white woman living in this country, I need to try and do something to address this racism, you know, as head on as I possibly could. Um, and I did that every day for- well, That's for your readings, right? That's what you're talking about. You were reading. It I was, was fantastic. Yeah, I was reading articles and, you know, opinion pieces and um, all kinds of things from Medium and um, 1619 Project and just anything that I could find that would help kind of um, center non-white people in this country because you know the whole country has always revolved around white folk and you know it just you know of you and our friend Nancy McDermott who has been doing a similar thing and I'm going to tell you something Jenny if and I, I want to say white women, if white women, if we don't help to make these changes, they're not going to happen. Okay, that's what I know. Um, and whether it, it obviously it should be in who you vote for, obviously, if it's a demonstration, if it's opinion pieces, if it's reading like you to the public, whatever, because White men don't seem to have any interest. Most white men, I shouldn't say. It's not. Why would they want to be knocked off the top of the pyramid? And why would they want to do their own knocking? You know? No. no. So it's it's a very difficult situation. Some days, Grace Young, of course, is doing it with the in saving China. So Grace now has two roles. She's saving Chinatown and violence against Asian women. I mean, seriously. Oh I always say the same thing. You know, you know, Grace, she's this little, really, she's as tiny as can be and mighty. What a force, man. Force, man. So, Jenny, I applaud you. It's just an overwhelming time. But I'm, I, I've listened to you several many times during your readings. And I think that that propelled you forward. Do you know what I mean? Instead of just, if we, if you just sit back and you don't try to do anything, I think it just beats us down more. Yeah, I, and it was an interesting thing happened because I was reading so much by all of these incredibly smart, um, mostly black people 
that, and as I did that, it became a normal part of my day and a normal part of my life. And so now without even thinking about it, I want to say, oh, well, let me go see what the people on the route have to say about X, Y, and Z. And it was not anything that was ever on my radar before because I didn't force myself to look outside of what I could find super easily, you know, for myself. And it's just changed my perspective subtly as I just did it, you know, over days and days and weeks and weeks and months and months. It's just, it's broadened my perspective and it's been so helpful, Yes, you know, to me and hopefully it has helped other people too, but. Uh, Honey, and also what you have to remember is there are people that are trapped at home Do you know what I mean? I'm literally trapped at home. Mm -hmm. So if they can listen to someone read or give them another opinion and it's not, it's someone they can relate to and it's not somebody on Fox News or the opposite, somebody on NBC. Do you know what I mean? It's somebody, a real person who's just sharing some information with them. I think there's great value in that. I'm thrilled. Um, So tell me now, I'm you know me, ADD and jump, jump, jump. Now go, let's go back for a minute. You know what's wonderful about the people that listen to this podcast? They're mostly women, all different ages, but they're very, very smart because they never seem to say anything like, Denise, have you ever been checked for your ADD or a bipolar disease? They're very kind not to, but here's what I want to say. So with all this, what we've discussed, how is your mom doing now? Jane update. She is doing very well. Um, okay. So she, she actually kind of fell again a couple of days ago. Um, I get a text from her neighbor saying, we went to your house to walk your mom's dog. And she was sort of kneeling in the dog bed. I'm like, what in the actual hell? And so I called my mother and she was like, she was coming out of the room and the walker caught the edge of the dog bed. And it also saved her because it's soft and she sank gracefully to her knees in the dog bed. but just, so she's fine. Um, she told the physical therapist about it. Um, he has released her. She has met all of her physical therapy goals, all of her occupational therapy goals. She has a caregiver who's coming in four hours a day, Monday to Friday. Um, until last weekend, I was there. Once Since she got home, I've been there for three or four days every week over the weekends. But this week, for the first time, Jeffrey and I are going to go together on Saturday for a few hours. And she is actually very excited about that because she feels like it keeps the two of us together. Because we haven't had a weekend together since this happened, you know. Um, This is another part, Jenny. And this is why I'd mentioned how wonderful your husband is beforehand. The worst three years of my life were the three years that my mother was we, it was, she was not coming back to us. Okay. It was very clear to me and that's a loss. And then the loss, like you were saying, cause I know you're driving back and forth to your mother's several hours. That's the stress, the stress, the stress, but I would fly and spend the weekend with my mother, my sisters and I, and this is when I said easier, we rotated each other in. Do you see what I mean? So every third weekend, one of us, I mean, every weekend someone was there and then the third week would come and we would rotate again so there was someone always there on the weekends 
And we just felt that was our responsibility. And though she was in excellent hands and I don't even know how much she knew, I know this, for what she did forget, my mother didn't forget us, okay? She would forget that my father was dead or she forgot that her second husband had died. <laughs> Okay, never mind. And she had forgotten that Jimmy, who was her boyfriend in the Alzheimer unit, was married because there was a little issue when she and Jimmy were caught kissing. As to and when we were in the office of the director of the unit, and the woman looked at my sisters and I and said, we have this issue with your mother and Jimmy. And my oldest sister, as always, took the lead and said, nobody's perfect. <laughs> I think good for your mom and Jimmy for oh, finding- You know what? Know. Jimmy loved her. He loved her. He held her hand. He called her Dolly. They spent hours just kind of drooling on each other. It was the cutest thing you ever saw. <laughs> <sighs> Jimmy, see, I'm, I mean, I blame Jimmy. He's the one that was married. <laughs> no, it, but honey, as I started to say, it was so hard on my, not hard on my marriage because my husband was so wonderful to me, but it, there's, un, you know, that underlying stuff and you do it to yourself sometimes about, I mean, I just would feel, I had a suitcase that was open for like three years in the back bedroom. Do you know what I mean? That I would just put clean underpants in and fly back. But w it was hard. We missed it. It is. It very hard on us. And he didn't get a whole lot of attention for those three years. I can be honest about that. This has only been, you know, it's been like three months for us. So it, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a long time, but it is lost time to nurture our own relationship in the midst of the crazy pandemic and all of that. Um, so yeah, it has, it's been hard. He's been incredibly supportive and wonderful, but you know, part of me, of course, didn't think twice about going and doing what needed to be done, but I also want to kind of get back to my life and, you know, my cats and my husband and, you know, what, how has your business been affected by the pandemic, Jenny? No, oddly, it has not been adversely affected at all, really. So um, the, when, when things first started hitting, I can tell you the date. It was March 14th of last year. My traffic was like substantially higher than the day before. And I'm like, well, that's odd, but hooray, you know, and I went to go look to see what people were looking at. And then it was that whole Dalgana coffee TikTok hoo-ha thing that happened last year. And I happened to have a recipe and a video for beaten coffee, which is basically the same thing. So everybody was going to that and thousands and thousands and thousands of people a day. It was ridiculous. Um, wonderful. Yeah, it was wonderful. Um, but at the same time, the RPMs, the amount of money that I was getting per 1,000 and folks coming was way lower because all the advertisers were like, eek, what's happening? Let's stop spending money on these blogger people, you know? Um, so what could have been like huge money days were nice money days. Good for but, you. Know what I mean? So so that, that was fine. And actually last, the third quarter of last year, which is always sort of like food blogger nirvana, you know, with Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, and, yeah. you know, throw in Hanukkah in there as well. Um, 
usually that's our biggest quarter. And I, I made, those were my highest earning months ever. How wonderful. So yeah, I am grateful that, you know, I have chosen this weird little job that I can do in my pajamas and I've been doing it in my pajamas mostly for years. And so the pandemic sort of lent itself to staying in my pajamas and doing my job. Um, so that, you know, it has worked out really well. We're both very fortunate. Jeffrey can mostly do his work from home. He does, he's in the energy sector now. So he does have to go to plants occasionally. So we're both getting our first vaccinations tomorrow. Oh, honey, Kenny and I are both vaccinated. And recently, you know, just in the past month. And, you know, it's an interesting thing, which is another reason I wanted you to, to talk to you today. See, as we all have to re-enter society, that's what I feel like it is. I have been, how do I say this? For a person who usually was 200 days a year in some other place in the world, you know what? I love being home now. And I said to Kenny, Cindy and I Zoom, we talk on the, you know, we talk through text, we talk through Zoom. Um, I thought I would miss the outside world more than I have. And I haven't. So, but I said, and I can see though, I mean, this is the, I think we all have to just kind of really think of it as a re-entry. Do you know what I mean? Because otherwise I can see how some people are never, since the pandemic now, they're never going to leave their house. Right. <laughs> I've got my Instacart. I am good to go. Thank you. I mean, this really, this is, we set this all up to do it. Hopefully be able to, like, what a saving grace to me has, there's been several, um, Jenny, but I'm a reader and I love to walk. So those are still things that I could do during the pandemic. Do you know what I mean? And um, I bought myself a bicycle as Cindy. Cindy, who has like this fancy electric bicycle, she rides like the wind. I ride like <laughs> an old mule. Okay. I look like a, I'm not even a horse. I'm not even an old horse. I'm like an old mule comping down the street <laughs> in my old lady tricycle. My, but you know what? I, I just, I feel grateful. But I said to Kenny, we have to, I, I th I'm sure there's going to be articles on this that people are going to write of re-entry back into the real world. It's, it's kind of like we're sort of getting out of our own little personal prisons and our prisons might have been super comfortable and had Netflix and everything, but still just being out around people, it's, it's a big change. Um, but I'm excited by it. Me too. I, I'm, I'm Me too. so grateful that the vaccinations are available. I would like to see them get out to all the people, you know, I worry about people where there still aren't any vaccines available. I mean, I there's always like everything, everything, everything points out these inequities and stuff. Who gets the vaccinations first? White people do, you know? <laughs> You're like, oh my God. I'm almost as embarrassed to tell you this, Jen. I mean, I was, I said to Cindy, so we had, we were, we're waiting in line, like, because Kent, you know, I'm a trophy wife. So I'm much younger than my husband. And, but, I got a phone call because I had been just recently, this was a month ago, talking over the, zooming our mental 
appointment. Mm -hmm. And his office called me and said, Denise, here in Ventura, they're, they're going now to uh, six, 69 to 75 or whatever, which is Kenny's in my group. Mm -hmm. So she called me and literally said, can I make you a vaccination appointment for next week? And I went, Huh? And Kenny <laughs> heard me talking. Kim's running down the stairs and says, get me one too. But their office, he was literally able, you know, his office had gotten a phone call from the county and she was calling his entire cl client list. Now this man's been a internist for 50 years in Ventura. So I'm sure a lot of people were happy that day. But when I, I've seen the inequities and in certain areas, so you kind of have to be not trying to get ahead of anyone, I'm not saying that, but I've seen people that then said, I went two, two hours away from my home and I was able to get a vaccine. Now, of right. course, not if you've got transportation, it's great. If you've got a computer, it's great. I was monitoring like the 4,000 different websites to get the vaccine. Um, and you know how to do that. For sold out concert tickets, you know, trying yeah. to get an appointment. And I don't know how you do that without high speed internet. I just don't know. Of course they can't. And also, you know, this has been the, and honey, you know how to do that. Because Jenny, you know that I am, I mean, Steve Jobs wanted to steal me away for as a technical advisor many times. <laughs> The laughter, we'll wait for the laughter to die down. But I mean, no, in all seriousness, I thought this with not everybody has this. Do you see what I'm saying? And it, even if you have the computer, doesn't mean you know how to do it, how to find it out. So I'm thrilled. I mean, what what's happened? How many million, a hundred million something people have been vaccinated just since November, which is like the best news. In a positive thing that I thought was a very positive political move, I'm sure you've heard of this, but we went yesterday. Krispy Kreme Donuts said, you're still, Krispy Kreme Donuts, my husband, of course, Sugar Lips, as he's known around here, <laughs> said to me, if we show our vaccination cards, we get a free donut. I said, what are you talking about? And he saw it first. So when we had, I'd gone to, to, for my post-op on my cataract eye. And we went to, I have not been to a Krispy Kreme donut in, I would say, I don't know, 10 years. When they first came to California, I worked for them several times. Donuts, not the thing I, you know, that's not my weak spot. My husband, that's a weak spot. So he said to me, make sure you have your card. I said, okay. And then he's a smart man. Yeah, and then he said to me, I said to him halfway there, I said, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not gonna eat the donut. Oh, well, we're getting the donuts. Right. We've earned that donut. You're getting that donut. So they make no things. You just show them the vaccination card. I think it's the most subtle Krispy Kreme telling people to get the vaccination, but they give you a free donut if you have your vaccination card. Yep. So we got our two donuts and drove away and I said to Kenny, no, I'm not gonna eat this, but you can have it. And let me, they both mysteriously disappeared. But I'll tell you something, I think that was the most genius thing I've heard of a, a company doing. It was a subtle, yeah. positive perspective. North Carolina company, go Krispy Kreme. Yes, it was, I was really impressed. I'm totally impressed. Yeah. We you know, all... people lost their minds on Twitter over it though. They were pissed. 
they were like, really? So we're going to get rid of the pandemic, but then everybody's going to get diabetes because everybody's going to go to Christmas oh, every day for the rest of the, and it was like doctors who were saying this it was like, for God's sake, let the people have a donut. See, we this. have earned our donut. Thank well, you. We're going to have to, you're going to have to come back and talk to us about, see, cancel culture to me. I mean, I, I'm seeing it. I understand it. But it's, it's sped up recently. I don't know if that's been the pandemic because people have time to think about it. My husband, I, my husband who, you know, wasn't on Facebook until like last year and he doesn't, I mean, he just, with some of his dear friends, he's, but he's not a Twitter or a Facebook guy, but he, he's on it. My husband is suffering from the horror of the Pepe Le Pew cartoon cancel culture if you know. right right now he went on and on to me one morning about i had no idea what he was talking about because what he was talking about because i never watched peppy Le Pew. but what it was explained to me is he's the skunk who fell in love with a black and white cat and he won't let her go but because right. he loves her so much but he gets hit by cars because of it you know run over by a train anything but it's unrequited love it's sexual harassment, Denise. That's what people are telling him. And so, when, and he actually, Kenny, who never does it, some woman that he's known for years said that to him, and he like said, you're, you're an idiot, and blocked her. Now, this is so not my counselor husband. And I was laughing. But I think, see, I, I certainly understand it. But then uh, the other thing I didn't like, and I get it, and I, oh, I have such mixed feelings, and let's, you come back and talk about this. Andrew Como, two months ago, was the guiding light of helping in the pandemic. And two months later, he is pariah. He's fighting, he's fighting for his political career and his life. Yeah. And I know, you know, <sighs> it's hard. It's, it's hard hard i mean and you know to, and to put it into perspective there was a whole impeachment over the whole monica Lewinsky Hello. thing right and it's, it's uh i don't know what the right answer is i kind of am glad that people are at least talking about it because that's something i know i don't know what the right answer is and well, I just think we become so politicized about these things instead of, you know, as a young woman, I read Ariana Huffington's, um, it was a masterpiece book on Picasso. Okay. Well, after I read it, I put it down. I, I'd been to the Picasso museum and da, da, da. I never, never liked him again because his, his treatment of women was nothing short of abuse. Okay. So I never liked Picasso again, but- Einstein stuff. I mean, it, does does the art stand apart from the artist? It's That's a, exactly what we're getting at. I know. It's a tough one. It's situational. And I think there's a lot of personal and there's a lot. Everybody comes to these issues with their own baggage, their own ideas, their own experiences. It's a very, very sticky subject. All right. Now, I can't thank you enough for coming today. I think we've solved most of the big problems. Oh, at least. I mean, we'll solve the rest of them next time. Next time. <laughs> I'm so glad your mother is better. And I'm so, and I know, Jenny, just how your personality is. Well, I know I have to ask you this one last thing. 
What do you think has been able, because you have handled the stress of the pandemic and your mother's health and your husband changing jobs and I mean, all and a, a sick kitty in between there and, and you, and pe if people don't know Jenny, she always is fostering kitties, always finding them new homes. I don't know how she does it. It's an amazing thing. What do you think? When you get up in the morning, how do you, what makes you still be able to do it all? I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know any other way to be though. You know, I mean, you just have to kind of get up and do what you got to do and try and find the joy in what you're doing. I will say that for years, I end my day writing down all the things I'm grateful for, whether it's just that my bed is soft or that it's not too hot outside for me to not have the window open or whatever it is, you know? And I do feel like that kind of helps me. It's easier for me to find the good stuff because I've taught myself how to look for it. Okay, that's, see, that's what it is. And I so agree with you. It can be, some days I think it's the most minuscule moment okay, that I find, but you said it, and I had a mentor, Jenny, for years, her line used to be, get out of bed, kid, get up, put on your shoes, and it's one step in front of the other, and she would say it with this old raspy lady voice, <laughs> and I think to myself, and now I do it all the time, I think to myself, hmm, get up, put one, put your shoes on, and put one foot in front of the other, because otherwise, uh, the alternative is, it, what <laughs> you know I don't I worry about the people who are like concerned over their next birthday and their next birthday but the alternative is not having birthdays anymore because you're dead That's so you know I I celebrate every single one of them so well said the pearls of wisdom were there madam thank you well thank you Jenny we will see you again it's Jenny Field thank you so much I so look forward and people go to her, go to her blog. There are some absolutely, there's classic, there's delicious, there's cutting edge recipes. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I love you so much. It's so love good to you. Bye. Thanks, Miss Cindy. Now, if you want to reach us, it's womenbeyond at iCloud.com. You can go to our website, Women Beyond. Um, a certain age com. Oh, Cindy's laughing because you know, I only got three lines, Jenny, and I can't remember them. Okay, for crying out loud, if you don't know the website by now, you're new to the party and get with it. Get, get with the program. It's womenbeyondacertainage.com. And we're on Podbean. We're on, all, no, it's not Podbean, Cindy. See, she, she, cut me off. What she she likes to see me make a fool of myself. I don't blame her. It is pretty bean. 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 Like a like a little bean. Like Pod coffee. Bean. Oh, okay. Like coffee bean. Okay, anyway, look for us. <laughs> go to our website, go to our Facebook page. I want to thank everyone who uh, sends us notes. I got a lovely note yesterday from a woman who said, Denise, I listen every week and I enjoy it so much. And I thought to myself, oh, that poor deer needs to get out more, but okay. We do what we can. 
Bye, ladies. Thank you. Thank you so much. Goodbye.